You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? For lack of a better word, it's good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up. All right, welcome to Money Never Sleeps. This is the show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to around the world. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at Luis Velasquez, and you'll get a front row seat to my insight, my rants, personal endeavors, and anything else that I am going to be <laughs> talking about. Uh, now, what, what I want to do, I want to uh, talk about the trucker shortage. Uh, a lot of people don't think about that, uh, but you should. If you're interested in, uh, shipping companies. Okay. This trucker shortage that's in effect is going to impact companies like UPS, FedEx, US Express. You know, when you don't have the truckers you need to transport the, uh, the goods, uh, move the vehicles from point A to point B, well, you can have a problem. And that may, be you know you may have truckers that are working i mean you have laws in effect now but they may be working longer longer hours on the road that becomes dangerous higher wages which is which increases the uh the expense of the company but it's better to have more truckers and uh, more more trucks on the road delivering than less truckers and these truckers are uh, putting in more time you know they may be making money but you know on the road um for enormous amounts of time uh, on a daily uh can get to you it can be dangerous for other vehicles and other people on the road uh you know the only company that that is involved in transport but not transport for themselves uh amazon you know what amazon is doing they're looking you know with what's going on with president trump and the post office and all this other stuff which is uncertain uh amazon is creating their own fleet uh just recently they ordered 20,000 mercedes sprinter vans that will wind up being manufactured in the united states not imported so that adds a little uh flavor uh, to the deal. Uh, so I believe that Amazon, and just from, from what I've seen, Amazon's gonna be doing a lot of their own deliveries and, uh, I guess creating a new environment. Uh, so maybe they don't have to use, uh, the, uh, U.S. post office as much. So we'll see. We'll see. I thought that was an interesting thing with the trucker shortage when I heard about it. I wanted, wanted to bring it up and share it with you guys, uh, cause it will have an impact on, on supply, on the supply chain, you know, coast to coast. Uh, there is a shortage of truckers. Okay. And, um, just to touch on Hurricane Florence, uh, and talking about coast to coast, uh, you know, the hurricane, I mean, devastated the Carolinas. But what people need to understand, it impacts the entire country. I talk, I talked about supply chain management. Uh, you know, believe it or not, the supply chain for many companies gets disrupted from California to New York. It's a domino effect. So it just, it just didn't impact that area. It impacted a lot of areas, uh, business wise. 
you know, so hopefully they get things moving in the right direction. And, you know, first priority, you know, first and foremost, take care of the people, take care of the animals, uh, take care of the community. And, uh, you know, and hopefully the, the, the rain stops and the water subsides so people, you know, can get to repairing and get some normalcy. And then business can, you know, get back to normal. Uh, that's what we, uh, we hope for. And, uh, with that, you know, oil, um, you know, oil has been all over the place for the past few years. Uh, and Saudi Arabia, as of right now, this moment, as of this show, uh, they're, they're saying that they're very content with oil prices being over $80 a barrel, which may boost the price near or above that level. Um, but with the narrative changing constantly, you, you never know, you never know what's going to happen. All you can do is trade on a sentiment and hopefully make a couple of bucks along the way. Um, on, on a broader note, I really think that many things will be done to suppress the rise of oil prices because that makes gas prices rise in the U.S. and abroad. And now, you know, we're going into fall and winter. You know, so you have, you know, oil being used. Uh, I, I doubt, I, I doubt that it will sustain levels above or near 80 for a long period of time. You know, not, not with this president. President Trump, Trump will have a, a thing or two to say about that. I'm sure his cabinet, his, his people, his administration will have a thing or two to say about it. And, you know, they, they will have an impact on what happens there. Uh, yesterday I was talking about tariffs and that's still, the, that's still the, uh, one of the topics, the major topics today. You know, so tariffs on China imports. You know, not all, but a good list of imports, uh, to the tune of about 5,700 Chinese products, uh, that tariffs are being levied on. Uh, and that, that levy, that, those tariffs would be, and it's, it's a tariff is a tax. Period. The end. So they're, you know, like the Boston Tea Party way, way back when. And, you know, look, you got, you're getting taxed. Okay. So, um, anyway, so that, that tariff, those tariffs will be anywhere from 10% now, uh, on China imports, uh, to about 25% in 2019. That's a big jump. And this will not go unanswered. That's for sure. Um, and everything's going to come around full circle temporarily. You know, in the end, China has more to lose than the United States from a trade war. They may win short term, but long term, the U.S. wins. Uh, they are the biggest buyer of China goods. Um, the biggest customer, right? It's, it will undoubtedly force consumers to spend more if they want certain products. And they're not, we're not just talking about products made in China. We're talking about products that are manufactured with any raw material or parts from China. And you never know where that's going to come from until the tariffs are levied. And then all of a sudden, the companies are raising the prices because they really have no choice. It's either that or they lose money. And they're not in business to lose money. Consumers wind up paying the price in the end. Uh, believe it or not, one of the only companies that will avoid any issues at all is Apple. Apple, the trillion-dollar company. Now, Tim Cook must have lobbied hard to get that deal from iPhones, iPods, no tariffs on Apple goods, none. Unfortunately, smaller companies aren't that lucky. 
um, and will potentially suffer a financial blow that they may have a problem overcoming longer term if this continues. Right now, the U.S. has imposed $250 billion in tariffs on Chinese imports, and with an additional, and they have this in their holster, $267 billion in reserves if China retaliates. If China says, you know what, we're going to impose tariffs on you, and guess what? They did they did. They're imposing $60 billion in tariffs against uh, U.S. imports to China. Um, and I, you know, I don't know how many, I mean, you're talking about probably agriculture and, and livestock and things of that nature, but it uh, should make things interesting. Um, you know, I, I want you to take the opportunity to look at the prices of washing machines and dryers that are imported. All right. Take the prices from a year ago today against prices today. And look, the machines haven't, haven't gotten any better. They're not, you know, uh, Jetson style things, but these, the tariffs and those companies that are being tariffed, uh, is forcing those prices to fly sky high and the consumer is paying. There's no question. The consumer is going to pay if they want those products. And that just gives you an idea of what is possibly to come with certain products. All right. Um, and again, you know, with, uh, you know, the U.S. having that in their holster in China, you know, they're not going to sit back and do nothing. They have to do something. They can't, you know, uh, they, they can't be silent. They can't look to be weak. They have to retaliate. They have no choice. You know, but I think they're going to sit down at some point and things are going to be hashed out for the better. Uh, we just have to get to that point. Hopefully this doesn't drag out for too long. Uh, now I want to talk about, Blockchain, cybersecurity, and cloud technology. Uh, in my opinion, these will be the biggest winners going into 2019. Now, what I want to do is, um, and what I mean biggest winner is the, the, the industries. Okay. Now, what I want to do is I want to tackle this one by one so that I can give you my, my input, my outlook on, on things. Uh, blockchain technology, look, it's not Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. People think that Bitcoin is blockchain. No, 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 no. Cryptocurrency is a different animal. And it's like saying a website is the internet. No, the internet is the underlying technology that allows websites to be alive. Okay. Blockchain is the underlying technology that allows cryptocurrencies to be alive. So let's get that straight. Don't get it confused because if you get that confused, you're going to make some boo-boos moving forward. And you don't want to do that. Uh, there are so many uses for blockchain from supply chain management, accounting, import, export, medical, pharmaceutical, real estate. Look, the list goes on and on and on and on and on for days. Uh, but just don't jump on the hype bandwagon. Because a company mentions blockchain. Oh, we're a blockchain company. All of a sudden, everybody jumps all over it. Okay, let's be smart here, people. Learn what they are doing with it within their company. What is, I mean, if they're, if they're a blockchain creation company, what are you doing? What are you doing for the, for other industries? Okay, how are you making their businesses better? And if you're a company that's utilizing it, how are you using it to make your make things within your company more cost efficient, more effective. You know, how are how is this going to be an asset to your company long term? How is it going to assist in the growth of your company long term? Okay, this is what people have to look at. Okay, uh as far as a blockchain 
technology company, you know, companies that create blockchain. Okay, how are they? How are they doing this? Are they just creating a blockchain for companies? Say, here you go. Are they coming together with a plan, a plan of action? You need a plan of action. Without a plan of action, really, it's you're not going to get far. Okay, and let me just say this: so like, this isn't a blockchain example, but it's an example in general. All right, for business and the evolution of a business. Domino's Pizza. It's a pizza franchise. It was a pizza pizza uh, franchise like any, like all the others. All right, uh, until the moment they embraced technology. Okay, what they did, they incorporated technology into every, every, every facet of their business. It was incredible when they did it. People thought, "How you're a pizza, you're a pizza franchise? What? How is technology going to help your company? What is it going to do?" Now, Domino's, because of that, is the leader in that space and still growing. And they're gaining more franchises and growing and growing and growing. They added out-of-home delivery, which means that you don't even have to be in your house. You can be in a park or wherever wherever they have something going on. You can have pizza delivered to you right there while you're having a picnic. How do you like that? It's it's incredible. Uh, the point is that, that this is important to find out. Uh, on, you know, for a company, you know, with, with, you know, that's incorporating technology is what is the te- technology actually doing for the company to allow it to shine amongst the other competitors in that space? How is it making it different? How is it allowing the company to grow? How is it allowing the company to be more efficient? How is it doing that? When you figure that out and when you kind of get that whole thing mapped out, then it's going to give you a good picture of what the future of the company could be. All right, so just because a company mentions blockchain, don't get crazy. Don't get crazy. Do your homework. Or at the very least, for the love of God, at the very least, just read the entire press release to find out what it entails. Because uh, if you're just jumping on board, you know, not knowing what it entails, well, you know, you're, 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 you have the potential of going down a dangerous road, people. Okay, now let's move to cybersecurity. Uh, look, that's going to continue to grow and become an integral part of all technology. It's not only the companies that are creating the platforms, but also those companies using these platforms, especially those companies that have a proprietary cybersecurity network created for them. If they are linked to an innovative cybersecurity company, not only, not only will they have the ongoing support, but They'll also have the ability to scale, innovate, and protect data, okay? And protecting data is key. The industry, it doesn't matter what the industry is, as long as the technology can be an asset and changing it for the better. You know, right now, everyone's worried about data being shared, you know, with Facebook, Twitter, this one, that one. Everyone's sharing data and doing all this stuff, you know, but let's be concerned about something greater, Data being stolen due to weak cybersecurity in place. Okay, you, you, I mean cybersecurity is key. It's key keeping things safe. All right, and now well, I'm going to move on to cloud computing, and you're going to see how cybersecurity is involved in all of this stuff. Um, cloud computing. This is what allows us to be mobile, having access to files on the go. You know, when you have Gmail and you send an email or or you have your 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 gmail um uh your your drive the, the gmail drive that's the cloud okay uh it allows you to share files remotely you don't have to be 
on your main computer. You can be on anything and be able to access these files. Okay, so it allows us to be mobile, having access to files on the go, but also avoiding having big data storage on premises without backup. Um, that's scary. That's scary. You know, you have external drives, and how horrible is it when a drive crashes and that is lost? You can't, you know, it's hard to get it back. You know, so it's, it's pretty, it, it's, it's pretty bad when that happens. And if you don't have a backup of that data, wow, you're, you have some issues. And, um, you know, and I'm not talking about megabytes or even gigabytes of data. How about terabytes of data? Okay. So if you have this data in the cloud, with the redundancy in place, security, accessibility, you're, you're in a win-win situation. You don't have to worry about that stuff because you have access to your files. You can share files easily uh, within your company. Uh, if you have someone in New York that's sharing files with someone in California, you can have you know collaboration platforms using the cloud, and it makes business more efficient, and everything's about efficiency cost effectiveness, accessibility, security, things like that. This is what we're talking about. This is the age we're in. So you got to keep an eye out for that. And this is where the future lies for any business, any business. The less data you have at your computer in your office, the more data in the cloud, you have access to it. As you see, cybersecurity is a key to protecting that data. So even cloud technology companies, they have, and if they don't have, that would be scary, but they have a cybersecurity division or they have an outside company that they're in partnership with to provide that cybersecurity. Either way, cybersecurity is there. It, it, it crosses over to cloud computing, to blockchain, to everything, technology in general, cybersecurity. And this is why, and I'm going to make mention of this, you know, this is why Megahoot and companies like Megahoot exist. They, you know, they incorporate one or more of these elements. In the case of Megahoot itself, it incorporates all three, which makes, makes it a triple threat and poised for growth as a company can work with any company in any industry to try to help them to make their, make every, streamline everything, make it more effective, more efficient, and make it workable for them. And make it highly secure. High security is key. Uh, to find out more, you can go to megahoot.com to find out what, what, what's there. Uh, but a lot of good things are going to be happening with the company in the coming months. So stay tuned to that. And just to, uh, close things out, I want to touch on cybersecurity before we sign off today. I want to bring your attention to Piku Novus. It's the digital asset for business. It incorporates a proprietary escrow system that puts businesses in control. It allows them to be more efficient, effective, relevant, growth-oriented, and save money. And that's the key thing. They're saving money is cost-effective. Uh, the trading, and I need to differentiate the trading from the business of Pico Novus. The trading of Pico Novus, the, the coins, it's not its true value. Its true value is what it can do today and longer term and how it's evolving to add more functionality and efficiency for businesses and individuals that use it a lot of things are happening a lot of p progress is happening with technology that that you can, that will be plugged into Pico Novus that'll make it more effective for 
businesses and individuals. Uh, with an airdrop program being launched in mid to late November this year, the value to individuals will grow. There's no question about that. And that's one of the value adds that are being put in play for those that use the platform. For individuals that use it, that are trading it, that are buying it, that are looking at things long term, okay, you know, the, the Pico Novus team, or they're trying, they're trying to make things, uh, more value oriented for them. You know, it's kind of like if you, if you look at, you know, uh, blue chips from years and years ago, IBM and things of that nature, uh, AT&T, um, basically you had people that held it and they lived off the dividends for a long time and the dividends came in droves and basically those dividends is what made these uh, stocks extremely valuable. It wasn't so much about what they were doing. Uh, the investors liked what they were doing, but they were more interested on the on the income part of it. And to have growth and in income, G&I, in one space makes it very interesting to me. Okay. Anyway, that's about it for this Tuesday. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure to go to moneyneversleepsradio.com to hear other episodes. Uh, find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. Find us on a lot of different platforms on YouTube and so on and so forth. And we'll be back with you tomorrow for the next segment of Money Never Sleeps Radio. Until then, have yourself an awesome and profitable trading day. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? Oh, let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show, Louis Velasquez's affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of his compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.